This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. The big news this week, this month, is the coronavirus or the COVID-19. And we decided we wanted to come over here to the Anne Arundel County Department of Health and talk to the county's director of health, who is a new director of health, relatively speaking. Yeah. Uh, we were vacant for quite some time, but we are here with Dr. Nilesh Kalyanaraman. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank hey, you. I know that you are incredibly busy, and I want to thank you very much for taking the time out of your schedule to speak with us and uh, really to hopefully get some good education to the people that are listening to this about this coronavirus. Yeah. Um, let's try to get some of the basics out of the way, but mm-hmm. what is the coronavirus? Sure. Or first the COVID-19. COVID-19. We use those two terms interchangeably. But first of all, thank you for having me. I think it's really important to be able to share what what is happening with with everybody out there in our communities because the situation is changing fast and, and I'm it's glad confusing. That, I'm glad us. to see that you're not like running around like a crazed man. You're very calm, cool, and collective. So that's, <laughs> At least that's... while I'm sitting here. Um, so the coronavirus, COVID-19, is in the same family as the common cold, actually. Um, you, all of us have had the cold at some point in our lives. But every once in a while, a new strain, a new type appears. And most of the time, we don't notice it. But in this instance, we did because we noticed that people were dying at a much higher rate than was expected. And then actually, we first learned about this in December, so three months ago. And it started in China, but has obviously spread to over 100 countries since then. And I know the flu does that every year. It sort mm-hmm. of mutates yep. every year. And I know the flu shot last year is not necessarily going to cure the flu this year. Right. And it constantly does that. And I know we've talked to Dr. Michael Friedman a couple of times mm-hmm. on different annual type injuries and mm-hmm. concussions and whatnot there. But Anne Arundel County currently, uh, and I haven't checked the news in the last 20 minutes, does not have any uh, cases. There may be some people that are suspected of mm-hmm. having uh, corona, but how, where do we stand? Are we safe? Um, what's the risk? Sure. So right now, the risk is considered low for community spread, and really we're targeting um, people who have traveled to areas or come into contact with somebody known to travel to areas with co- with COVID-19 and have potentially been exposed. But that said, we also know that the more we do now to prepare and try to decrease the spread, the better off we'll be because as the CDC and State Health Department have noted, it's really a matter of time. Um, And so the question is, can we put preparation into place to make sure that we're prepared, that we're decreasing the spread, and also that we're keeping those who are at highest risk of having serious complications, so the elderly and those with chronic disease, safe. Okay. And, uh, well, then what specifically, that sort of leads me to the next question, is what specifically is Anne Arundel County doing to mitigate uh, the risk? I mean, I, I, it's, I imagine it's sort of like a train that we're not going to be able to just step out in front of it and stop it. So we've obviously got to deal with it because, and, and as anybody has been saying for weeks, that it's not mm-hmm. a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yep. And I, I, you were one of the first ones to come out and say that it's it will be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a number of things. One is getting the word out to folks about what they can do to help stop that stop the spread so things like staying home when you're sick a lot of us try to push through colds but in this in this environment asking people not to do that not to go to school to stay home from work stay away from activities if you're sick um, for those who making sure that if you are covering up your coughs and sneezes washing your hands really well and we say we recommend people sing the happy birthday song as a way okay. to time themselves 
or using hand sanitizer if soap and water isn't available. I know there's a lot of talk about hand sanitizer, but either one works just fine. Okay. I got a bunch in the trunk. I want to sell you some. <laughs> <laughs> I got more in my trunk. I, I, I imagine. I imagine. Um, well, so that's what people can do. Now, in terms of what the county is doing, we're, we are working with the city uh, of Annapolis, and we're also working with our state partners to work on how we are, one, getting that message out, two, coordinating with um, private entities, so health care and businesses in the county, and three, coordinating at a governmental level to make sure that we have uh, plans in place for what we want to do should we see greater spread. Spread okay. in the county. Okay, so I now know how to prevent it. I wash my mm-hmm. hands and I sing happy birthday or I use the, the hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep my hands off my face. I saw a great meme the other day. It had a dog scolding an owner that had one of those cones I on his head. I did see that, says, this, yes. is, this is for the best of mm-hmm. you. Um, mm-hmm. But it's uh, – what – if I think I have mm-hmm. corona, I mean, obviously, the, the symptoms are very similar to the flu and or not the flu and the and cold the cold. and the flu. Yeah, the symptoms are pretty much the same. Right. Um, and so if, if you think that you're if you're sick and you're concerned, you should call up your doctor. And if you don't have one, you can certainly call up the Anne Arundel County Department of Health and we can guide you. Um, because one of the things that we want to uh, we want to make sure that people are able to do is access care when they need it but also make sure that they limit the spread. A lot of the times when we get sick, we have a cold and mild or moderate symptoms and we can manage on our own. That's okay in this instance too. Um, You had had said call your doctor or call mm -hmm. the county department of health and Mm -hmm. eliminate the spread. And we know that this is a very volatile, very communicable Mm -hmm. type of a virus that's going around. Is that the thing to do is to make the call as opposed to just showing up to your doctor's office or showing up to the emergency room? Do we not want to do that? I would think that would make sense to me. Right. We, we can do that, but there's, there's a couple of things. One, we want to make sure that we're not overwhelming our emergency rooms or, or our doctor's offices with people who are sick and walking in. Right. So making that call first gives us the opportunity to figure out what's the best plan for you. Um, you know, if you have mild symptoms right now, we can make a decision as to what the best course of action is. If your symptoms are severe, you're having trouble breathing, you're having very high fevers, you should definitely head to the emergency room or to your doctor's office immediately. But for the milder symptoms, we we have we can we can be more nuanced in how we deal with it. And that would be the type. I know Governor Hogan said yesterday that there were two people in Maryland that they were watching, if you will, mm-hmm. that had presented some symptoms that are consistent with the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And is that so? I mean, if I call up and my doctor says, "Yeah, it sounds like it might be consistent" or something like mm-hmm. that, he may say, "Okay, hang tight for a day. We're going to check in on you." That's entirely possible, um, yeah. To see what it is. Or you may say, mm-hmm. hey, come here. I want to document something or go to the emergency room, depending mm-hmm. on what it is. Yeah. What um, – if I do have this, I, mm-hmm. go, I go to – what is involved in the testing of this? How do you determine whether it's corona versus a flu or a common cold? So there's a the, – the testing is usually done with a swab that you stick into – that that – that will be stuck into your nose. Okay. Um, it's actually the type of swab that's done for flu testing as well. But the test is different. Once After, after that swab goes in right. your nose and it goes to the lab, there's a specific test that can test for the coronavirus. And up until a week ago, that test in the United States could only be done at the CDC in Atlanta. But since then... Uh, this, the state health department has the ability to run those tests. And just for the past few days, uh, commercial laboratories are now able to, which means that doctors and hospitals can order the test. But there's still a limited amount of tests that's available at this time. So 
that's really up to the discretion of doctors at this point. Does that mean that with the limited amount of tests and the way this is spread that it's a um, – are we looking at to see a big, huge bump in the number of cases? Would you expect? We expect that we will see many more cases. The more we test, the more we expect to find, to be quite honest. Um, and the question is, where did you get it from? Is it all related still to travel? Or are we starting to see it from people who have been in the community, haven't gone anywhere, and are getting it in what we call community spread, meaning they've just been to the grocery store or the library right. or um, down to the corner store? If they got it that way, then we, then we shift towards, um, towards a different set of strategies to try to contain the spread. Okay. And one of the buzzwords I've been hearing is this uh, social separation, I guess. Is mm-hmm. that, and, um, social distancing. Social distancing. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that when, we, when I came in here, I instinctively reached out to shake your hands, and mm-hmm. you instantly threw a fist my way and mm-hmm. said, this is what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, very difficult for, to get out of that social habit, if mm-hmm. you will. But what can somebody do to prevent themselves from being exposed to it? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. it would be nice if it was like a purple mist floating around that we could, <laughs> you know, we could run around, but mm-hmm. it's not. What are our best practices as far as, you know, when we're in church, when we're in the grocery store, um, driving in our car, uh, maybe if our family member has it? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. It's really challenging. We are used to shaking hands, hugging, um, high-fiving, all that kind of stuff. We tend to stand close to each other when we talk. um, And it's challenging to rethink how we have our social interactions. It's awkward, right? To to just kind of stand there in front of a person and say hi and (laughs) move on. Get away, weirdo. (laughs) But but I think part of it is thinking about what you're going to do beforehand. And that's what we talk a lot about is think about how you're going to greet people. Um, If you think about I'm going to give them a fist bump, then you can throw it out in the air. If you think about what am I going to do in church, right? And you had mentioned when we were talking – Piece. Yeah, it's, it's uh, weird. I mean, what, the minister you, suggested the Spock symbol. You know, with the <laughs> that works too. Um, but thinking about that beforehand and thinking about what am I going to do helps to helps to actually get you in the mindset of what you are going to do. And then, in you know, in a workplace setting, thinking about how close are you to other people in your workplace setting? Can you are there ways to create a little bit more separation and distance? And we we generally recommend six feet if that's possible um, to try to minimize the spread of any infectious disease. As I briefly look at the distance between the two of us, I'm thinking we're about four and a half. Four, I was so about to say. Okay, so I don't know. Maybe slide back a little, <laughs> little bit here. Um, face masks. Okay, mm-hmm. we should go into the hospital and steal boxes of face masks if we see them, right? Because that's the, that's the way to prevent this thing. Uh, that, there, there's nothing that is <laughs> makes me sadder than to hear that. Um, the issue with face masks is that they're really not shown to be helpful in the general setting. Um, so we don't recommend people wear face masks. The two instances where it makes sense are, one, if somebody has symptoms and they need to leave their house to do something essential, then it makes sense for that limited period of time. The other is for healthcare workers who need to wear the specialized N95 mask that we talk about, and that that is effective in the healthcare setting. The challenge with wearing a mask all the time is it doesn't really it doesn't really do anything because in in practice people are not keeping that mask on in a proper way. It's not meant to contain the spread for prolonged periods of time. It's not meant to be a substitute for all the other things that you should be doing to maintain good hygiene. Well, I had read a, something which absolutely horrified me that said that there were some hospitals that are, were making decisions because of people stealing them and swiping them that they're saying, well, okay, this guy's coming in for sutures. 
Uh, we'll do it without rubber gloves and masks because it's a very low risk type mm-hmm. of a procedure as opposed to open heart surgery or something like that, But um, which is absolutely crazy. The other part of that is that um, because the public has been buying masks, healthcare facilities are finding that they are, they are not able to get it. And I think that that's, that's also a really critical part is that as, as this unfolds, we have to think about how our actions impact the entire community. And so you know, on balance, you do want your healthcare providers to have access to that so they can take care of you properly if you need that care. You talked about going out of the house for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got corona and I, th- there is no treatment for it. Mm-hmm. Correct? I mean, correct. So for most people, if you were to get this, mm-hmm. are you just riding out and treating the symptoms just as you would? If you're diagnosed with coronavirus, you're correct. There's no vaccine at this time and there's also no treatment at this time. Um, what we would do is if you're in the if you're in the home setting, we, meaning the Anne County Department of Health, along with the Maryland Department of Health, would actually be monitoring you very closely. We have protocols in place for for home home isolation. So for somebody diagnosed with it to be able to stay at home, how do we monitor them? How do we get them the services and supplies they need so that they don't have to leave their house? Um, and so that structure is in place to help help people stay if they're diagnosed stay at home and get what they need and then when you say monitoring i mean is this just Mm -hmm. a a a phone call what's your temperature how's your breathing type thing or do we have are you talking people coming to the house to observe you no it's it's more initially it'd be it'd be more of a phone check that's a clinical decision though if you need if you need greater greater intervention there's just a phone check we could that can be done, okay. um, but that depends entirely on the person and their situation. Okay, so it, it's basically how how are you feeling? Are you having difficulty breathing? Are you uh, able to get around? Are you, are you, you know, what's a, your temperature? Are you having a fever? Are you having other symptoms? Yeah. That kind of. And thing. And as far as and, and I, I'm a little bit of a I don't say a denier, but I mean I'm going to say no. Stock up on the food. I mean the toilet mm-hmm. paper's gone. The Purell's out of the. You know, there's no way to get anything. And I never buy it for snowstorms. And mm-hmm. I've not gone out for this because I figure I live in an area that's fairly well populated. I can call mm-hmm. Amazon and I can have them deliver my food if I want. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously there's the thing, but is there, there's nothing wrong with having food delivery or is that a, is that an issue? I mean, at, th- at this time, there's no issue with that. And in general, in terms of our preparation, I mean, we talk about having, uh, being prepared for emergencies in, at any time, as you know, you know, the, the same recommendation we offer now is what we do during snowstorms and hurricanes and other events is to have enough supplies and emergency supplies to be able to last three to seven days. Right. Which makes which makes sense mm-hmm. there, which makes sense. We're in a tourist town. OK, and we've got mm-hmm. a lot of people that are uh, planning to come in here. And, you know, as soon as the pesky legislature gets out of here, the tourists are going to come back in. I can say that you can't. Okay, you, 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 you can you can you can laugh, but I'll I'll say it. But um, what effect do you think this may have on tourism? And I know that I, I don't want to put you in a position where, like, the State Department came out the other day and said, "Oh, don't cruise," mm-hmm. um, and they somewhat backed off on that. But we do. We're coming into festival season. We're mm-hmm. coming into you know different events. I know that the Ignite Annapolis thing, which was on Thursday, was just postponed. Mm-hmm. So, do you expect to see more of that as we go on? So we are right now talking with the uh, with the state, county, and city uh, city officials, and in the next few days we'll have much more guidance around that. Okay. Realistically, we do expect that we will have fewer events, um, but that depends entirely on what's happening in the state and how are we consistent about that messaging. Um, and so we'll we'll have more guidance in the next few days. 
Okay, and and just out of I guess from a, a a legal point of view, I mean, if the state comes out with a policy and says, hey, you know, there are no, I mean, Italy has shut down the country pretty much right now, yes. and and I mean, you're it's against the law to have a gathering of more than mm-hmm. like your immediate family. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if, if the state could actually say there will be no events more than. 25 people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Hogan probably could do under the state of emergency? Under state of emergency, actions can be taken to protect the public health. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't believe there, we're there yet. Yeah. Um, but that, those powers do exist. Okay. People that want to go out on, you know, like say the Harbor Queen or the Woodwind sailboat or something like that, as long, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's obviously not a cruise like mm-hmm. the State Department says. I mean, it's not sleeping on them. Right. Uh, our general recommendation at this point is that people who are, um, who are older or who have chronic diseases look to limit um, non-essential activities. And the reason for that is those are the groups that are hardest hit by this. And I think that that, that recommendation is going to serve you well regardless of the activity. Okay. Fair enough. And we've also heard that the virus can possibly, they don't like warm weather mm-hmm. and they can possibly go dormant. Now, is that a urban myth and then come back in the fall or the winter or well this is generally what we see is cold and flu season right we see that during the summer warmer months we see less cold and flu activity um the reality is is that there's still some activity and with this virus because it's new we don't really know what's going to happen um we're we're hoping that the warm weather decreases some of its activity, but that's something that we'll see what happens in reality. And if it were to decrease some of the mm-hmm. activity, um, would that be something where you could all breathe a sigh of relief, or would that be just sort of a cautious optimism? That would be, Let's see what the fall holds. Were that to happen, we would still have to see what fall holds, um, because the biggest, the biggest challenge we have here is that, uh, unlike other cold and flu seasons, until a few months ago, nobody had ever been exposed to this, and that's why it's hitting us so hard. And so, as as everybody, as we take all these measures to keep people from getting infected, we need to keep our vigilance up. Absolutely. Well, and as we start to wrap up with the uh, disclaimer that your our name is Dr. Kalyana Raman, mm-hmm. and not Miss Cleo, and you don't have a crystal ball here. What I mean, where? Do you think the future holds for the next six weeks for for this area? I mean, are we we're we're hearing that colleges are closing. I know the University of Maryland system has just closed down and gone online uh, in the last twenty minutes or so mm. that we spoke. Uh, a lot of the universities are going to that. I mean, do you foresee you know additional things like that going down the line if you look into a crystal ball? I think where we're headed is that we're going to be coming out with some consistent some consistent guidelines across not just the county but the state to look at how we can reasonably limit the spread of this virus. What specific activities those are, I don't know yet. We're actively having that conversation. But we know that with testing, we're going to see more and more cases. Um, if you look, we're going to find it. And that's going to that's gonna lead us to have a better sense of what we need to close, what we need to limit, and how we need to do that. Okay, fantastic. And I missed this at the very beginning, and mm. I, I apologize for that. But um, you're not only a... An appointee. Mm. Uh, you are a doctor. This you are. <laughs> what, what is your What is your background in the in the medical thing? So, I mean, if County Executive Pittman just didn't uh, appoint his his college frat, frat buddy to run the health department. So yeah, so I'm a primary care doctor. I've been practicing for over 13 years in community health, so providing primary care and substance use treatment uh, as well. Um, 
initially in Washington, D.C., and then in Baltimore City County and Hartford County. And I actually currently do substance use disorder treatment here at the Department of Health as well. Best place to get info to make sure you're up to date on the coronavirus here in Anne Arundel County. Yep. This is where we ask you to make sure that you go to trusted sources. So the Anne Arundel County Department of Health website, we are keeping that up to date. Uh, Maryland Department of Health as well. And then other county and city agency websites to to know about any closures or changes in services as well. Okay. And your health department website is a very easy one. It's aahealth.org. Yes, indeed. Um, So you don't have to go through one of those crazy (laughs) aacounty.gov slash 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 aahealth.org is probably going to be your first line of information that you're going to get. And you do have links, I know, on there. You've got facts, Mm -hmm. what to do and whatnot, how to get tested and everything else. Do you have any last advice for listeners? I think the, the the last thing I want to get is is the anxiety that this is provoking, and that's understandable. Uh, and the best thing that you can do is stay informed, take the actions that you can take, and really be mindful of mindful of your role in the community and keeping keeping our communities healthy. Wash your hands often. Wash your hands. Cover those coughs and sneezes. Into your, in your elbow. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Which is horribly difficult. My girlfriend was all over me and said, look, you're touching your face again. You're touching your face again. And you don't realize it. I think I saw a study that said some between three and 50 times an hour people touch their face, which is crazy. It's hard. Uh, as you think about it, it gets a little easier. And it's particularly important if you start to have any symptoms to really try to limit that. True. Mm-hmm. And when you see somebody fist bump them, don't shake their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Dr. Kalyan Araman, thank you very much for your time. I won't take any more of it. I know you're busy. Um, I appreciate everything that um, you're doing for the county. Look forward to you keeping us all informed and, and safe as we move forward through this. Thanks very much. Thank you. This has been an update from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.